This is The Reprise, a Young Artists of America alumni podcast. I'm your host, Adima Essien, and today's guest is Catherine Bailey, a teaching artist. Let's start our chat. Hi, Kat. Hi, how are you? I'm doing good. Thank you for joining us today. So you are no stranger to YAA. And for everyone who does not know what role you serve, would you like to tell them what you do with Young Artists of America currently? Absolutely. So I am currently a teaching artist for the education program, and I am the assistant vocal director for YA Company, YA Junior, and then our summer programs. Right. Very involved. Yes, exactly. So not only are you an alum like myself, but you are right back in there working for the organization. Mm -hmm. So what I first want to ask you is how did you get involved with the performing arts or theater? So I've always been a singer. That's been, you know, my thing. I, uh, when I was in elementary school, you know, music was my favorite class. I went to middle school, chorus was my favorite class. And it wasn't until I got into high school that I actually did theater, but it was at a summer camp and it was, you know, very close knit and the pond was very small. So I was a big fish (laughs) in that pond. And then I went into high school for real. And I got involved with YAA in their second year um, and their first summer program. And that's when I started doing theater. But I didn't actually start doing theater theater mm-hmm. until YAA because I've always been classical music um, centered. So your performance, well, I, I'll say arts background is mainly involved within music. Yes. So with the experiences that you had in high school and then just growing up, how did that filter into what you wanted to study in college and where you ultimately decided to go? When I was in middle school, I had the most wonderful choir teacher ever. Um, And she, you know, from that moment on, I knew that that's what I wanted to be. And so I kind of had it in my brain all throughout high school and then up until applying colleges that I wanted to study music education um, in college. And I knew I wanted to go to JMU and I kind of had my life plan set out for me um, from basically middle school. And I just kind of carried that out and everything that I did in high school and did, you know, within YAA um, and then outside of school was kind of focused towards getting myself opportunities um, to, you know, be more advanced once I got to college because I I knew that this kind of field was something that was very experience heavy. And, you know, you go to college to take classes and you take music ed classes and all these methods classes. But I knew from talking to other people that have been in the field that, you know, experience is everything. So, mm-hmm. you know, I tried to get internships and I got leadership opportunities in my high school choir and all of that kind of helped me, um, kind of shape what kind of teacher I wanted to become and what kind of experiences I wanted to have in college. YAA mainly focuses on musical theater, but I know you mentioned that you have like a very strong classical background. So what made you drawn to sort of like the musical theater side of music versus the classical music? So this is actually one of my favorite parts about YA's beginnings. Um, So they, Rolando being, you know, somebody that is very rooted in classical music, he, you know, was at the Met and um, they originally did 
you know, a lot more things rooted in classical music. So one thing that drew me to the summer program was that it was half musical theater and half classical music. And I got to take lessons and learn more about classical music and more about musical theater just from doing that camp. And then that next year, they did Madama Butterfly and Miss Saigon, which is a mashup of classical music and musical theater. And so um, I think at the time, I didn't know this about myself. I know it very deeply now, but I didn't know this then. But I prefer singing classical music, but I enjoy musical theater more. And like little 16, 17 year old cat didn't know that that's where my brain was, but that was why YA was so cool. And then I fell in love with the program over the content, right? So, you know, everything that YA had to offer, that's what I fell in love with. Um, and it kind of shifted my life, especially once I started working for YA over to musical theater. I teach barely any classical music now. It's my life is straight musical theater and I wouldn't have it any other way. Let's jump back to your college experience. And you said you went to JMU. So while you were studying there, was there the opportunity to sort of like explore like, oh, I like classical music. Oh, I like musical theater. Or it was very much like in game. This is the music education major. And this is what you're going to do. So, (laughs) so at JMU, you know, there's the musical theater department and then there's the voice department. And I was part of the voice department. And I was still in that point of my life when I didn't know that I loved musical theater as much as, you know, I do now. So I was still in love with classical music and my, you know, I grew up listening to it. My father's a self-taught classical guitarist. My mom, you know, played the organ in church since she was 13 years old. So my whole life was just centered around classical music. Um, And so I had no problem with singing classical music throughout my whole college career. But um, since I was a music ed major that was interested in performing, um, I had a little bit more flexibility with my repertoire because I was interested in going the extra mile in my lessons. Um, So, you know, by the time I got to my senior recital, it only had to be a half an hour, but I chose to do a full senior recital, which was an hour. (laughs) Part of me thinks I'm crazy, but most of me is so glad that I did it. but I was able to, you know, pick out repertoire that I absolutely loved, mostly rooted in classical music. But then I also did a 20 minute um, song that was basically a musical version of Julia Child's cake episode, chocolate cake episode. Oh, okay. Um, because I also love baking. <laughs> Fun fact about me. I am very, um, yes, I am a baker as well. So I, that was like, 20 minutes of musical theater. It also counted as contemporary uh, you know, classical music, whatever. So I mm-hmm. checked that requirement. But at the same time, like I acted for 20 minutes and like mm-hmm. nobody does that in their classical senior recital. So that was just another step towards, you know, my shift of mindset. So um, talk to me about what you decided your next step was going to be after graduating from JMU. Did you know you wanted to move back to this area? Like what, what sort of brought you to where you are today? Okay. So when I was about a junior in college, I kind of got sidetracked from the education world because I was kind of burnt out from 
education, which I'm sure, you know, most college people go through kind of a burnout of their career because, you know, you want to major in something that you love, but when you're forced to do something that you love for so long and, you know, it sometimes you get burnt out. And so my junior year, that's where I was. Um, and that's when I got reconnected with YAA because I was like, well, maybe I want to move into the arts administration. Um road. And so I got involved, you know, with an internship with Lisa and I got um, involved with summer camp. And then when I moved back home to do my student teaching, I realized that I I loved teaching after all, like there, there was no, no question about it, that this is what my full-time job was going to be probably for the rest of my life. But I had an extra semester because I decided to do my student teaching in the fall of 2018. Yes, 2018. So I had an extra semester before the next school year started. So instead of, you know, just bumming it out for a whole semester after I graduated, I decided to wholeheartedly throw myself into freelance music directing. So I ended up that summer before in 2018, I ended up um, music directing for the first time uh, Heather's at Wildwood Summer Theater, oh, okay. which was yes. quite a ride, um, but really good experience for me. And, you know, I got to, you know, call a show my own for the first time in my life. And that was really exciting for me. And I kind of got addicted to that. And so that whole next, the year of 2018, 2019, I think I did over 18 shows, including the YAA shows. Wow. Um, Cause that was the, that was the Les Mis year. And also I think that year it was Annie, get your gun um, mm-hmm. for the, our fall show and Mary Poppins. So I was doing those three shows. Plus I did stuff at a few high schools. I worked at my own high school, Langley high school, assistant vocal directing. Um, I did uh, a couple things with adventure theater, some of their school outreach mm-hmm. programs, but my life just kind of got consumed into musical theater. And then I taught a few private students on the sides. Then I started my full-time job um, as an elementary school music teacher and um, still doing YAA and still music directing like crazy. And that's kind of where I am. Just all yeah. music all the time. <laughs> all music all the it time. Really I love it. I love it. So I'm curious since... Of course, you have the experience of being a student participating in YA in the early years. As I know, and as you know, it's definitely changed since the early years. And then also interning and now working for them as the assistant vocal director. Have you noticed any differences between like participating and now like knowing what happens behind the scenes? It's not even the differences. It's almost the evolution Mm. of kind of what's happened because, you know, at the beginning, you know, still figuring things out, putting out phenomenal quality product. I mean, I saw Phantom of the Opera, which was their first big show. I mean, Mm -hmm. my mom and I went blown away. Like jaws Mm -hmm. dropped to the floor. It was amazing. And I was like, I want to be a part of that. That is awesome. And when I was actually in the company, what I loved was the community. Um, I met so many of my best friends that I still have today in that company from my junior and senior year with YAA. And so that is like, that's, that holds a really special place in my heart, mostly because of the friendships that it cultivated. And, you know, um, but now being on the other side, like I get to help cultivate that same community for other people. And it's one of those places that 
people come and they say, I would rather be like ensemble number four <laughs> than the lead in my school musical, you know, because the, the content and the quality of education that the students are learning. I, I mean, I got the same quality of content and now I think it's just bigger and bigger and bigger and watching how YA has evolved to incorporate everybody as much as they can and take you know students where they're at and make them better and not compare them to other people that culture has always been ingrained in YA I noticed it as a student and I love being a part of that as a staff member so I think some of the content has changed right because we're not doing Mm -hmm. big you know opera musical mashups (laughs) anymore (laughs) Um, but I love the structure that you know, has kind of come out of it doing the, you know, well, in in normal times, doing the fully um, concert version of like an older musical or just a a musical that, you know, deserves a lush orchestra and that can be split up into a concert version and then doing a massive, massive show like Ragtime, like Les Mis, like Beauty and the Beast and now Into the Woods. I mean, I think, I, I think it's just, it's magical what we've created. Yeah, I'm happy you just mentioned Into the Woods because that was actually my next question that I had for you. Um, You can sort of speak more about this, but throughout the pandemic, I know for me, it's just been such a joy to watch how much programming YA has still been able to do amid practicing social distancing, the pandemic being a real thing. So I would just love to pick your brain about what the overall process has been in order to create these movie musicals essentially yeah so that has been one of the things that has genuinely kept me going throughout this whole pandemic because you know once schools closed as a school teacher like I was not out of a job I wasn't out of a job Mm -hmm. at all but like my main job kind of just stopped for a while yeah and you know when we realized that for summer we had to pivot to fully virtual otherwise camp wasn't happening um it was very stressful and, you know, figuring out all the pieces because yes, there are movie musicals done all the time by professionals that are paid a lot of money to do it. Um, and yes. none of, we're all, you know, live theater directors, music directors, choreographers, like we don't deal mm-hmm. with the digital side of things. And so, mm-hmm. you know, spending the months of May and June getting to know different platforms and technology to eventually use for our movie musicals um it was very stressful um but now having watched Matilda last night which is I think our seventh movie musical wow oh my goodness because we had four in the summer two in the fall and then Into the Woods is a movie musical but it's not the kids filming from their living room movie musical um Mm -hmm. but Matilda we watched it last night and I mean I am awestruck by the amount of progress and, you know, corrections that we've made over the past almost year. Um, if we put, you know, Company or Wizard of Oz side by side with Matilda, I mean, it the quality of the students, the quality of the sound, just everything is better. And so, you know, while we are excited to go back to live theater, um, it, the the movie musical part is, it's really hard, but it's really worth it. And I think one of the things that came out of this for me was that I got really good at audio editing 
um, which is something that I never, ever, ever thought that I would want to get into. But it's, and I don't think it's something that I will continue after the pandemic is over <laughs> um, because it's very time consuming, but it's a nice skill that people, you know, need sometimes. So it's nice mm-hmm. that I kind of picked that up. Hearing what you just said about just adapting and sort of like figuring out what works and doesn't work mm-hmm. among like dealing with this challenge of this challenge of the pandemic leads into my last question for you. And that is what advice would you like to give to the next generation of YAA? Um, I would absolutely say to keep training, you know, whether, and I don't mean this in a, you know, get serious about going to college and doing this forever and ever, but you know, if this is something that you enjoy, if musical theater in, is something that you enjoy, whether you just want to be in the ensemble singing ensemble music, or if you want to be a, a leading role, or if you want to be on Broadway, or if you want to do community theater, you know, pick up the skills now. And the one thing that I love so much about YA is that we don't say, this is the product that we're looking for, make it happen right? It's an organic process where we take the students, their skills, what they love to do, what they don't love to do. And we create a product that is, you know, good for everybody. And it's a collaborative process. And the staff are people that, you know, push the students to be the humans and performers that we know that they can be. So if this is something that you want to do in any capacity, you know, take advantage of the opportunities because you will never, ever, ever get the opportunity (laughs) to perform with a company like YAA again after you're done, unless you come back and work Mm -hmm. for them like me. Um, (laughs) But, but, you know, a fully orchestrated score, you know, working in a pandemic with a film crew, what? Like never, I I never would have imagined this, but the opportunities Mm -hmm. that come along at YAA, I'm I'm surprised every year, so pleasantly surprised, and I know that I look at back at my memories so fondly, um, and I I want everybody to have that kind of stuff when they're young, so yeah. yeah. Alrighty, well, this is a segment that I I guess is now going to be a recurring trend at the end of each podcast episode, but I have three rapid fire questions for you. But because you were YAA bred, I am going to make it a special YAA edition. I can't wait. So, Kat, first question. What is your favorite show that you've worked on as an assistant vocal director? Beauty and the Beast. Oh, okay. That was a quick answer. All right. Second question. What was your favorite show you participated in as a company member with YAA? Songs for a New World, conducted by Jason Robert Brown. (laughs) okay (laughs) and the last question i have for you is what is your favorite musical of all time that yaa has done oh yeah i'm stumping her on this one i'm stumping her on this one um um, you can give like a top three if you really can't narrow it down to one i'm okay 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 um i think here i'll do okay when I was a company member, Songs for a New World. It was phenomenal. It was the yeah. Um, one that I was not in and not a part of, Ragtime, that I saw. Amazing. Incredible. I cried. Um, and third, I think Beauty and the Beast. What I mean, we didn't get to carry it out as we wanted to, but it it was gonna be beautiful. I was so excited. Mm. 
All right, those are my top three. All righty, I love it. I love it. All right. Well, thank you for sitting down and chatting with me. It was so great to hear about your time uh, with YA and your sort of journey to come back to just community that you first fell in love with. Um, so this is me, Adima, and Kat both signing off. Bye, everyone. Bye. The Reprise is produced by Annie Fang, Jamie Joyen Waldorf, and Rachel Hahn, and hosted by myself, Adima Essien. We hope you subscribe and leave a rating on whichever platform you are listening to The Reprise on. You can follow us at YAA Alum on Instagram or visit www.yaa.org alumni to find out more information. Thanks for listening, and we hope you tune in for the next episode of The Reprise.